evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to American Arsenology. Brought to you by the Taliban. We haven't showered in decades. I'm your host, Bahakwahadasa Amahadahakasa. And now, tonight's top stories. Welcome back, me gunners and me gunnerettes. It was a fateful, bloody, bloody Sunday against the Blues of Chelsea at the Emirates. It was a COVID-themed opening home game of the 21-22 season for Mikel Arteta and Arsenal. Time to get right into it. The opening storyboard of this one was tainted in the viral sensation of COVID-19 as Arsenal's £50 million man centre-back Ben White, or Benny Blanco as many now refer to him. I'm also known as uh, Benny the Groin, Sammy the Schnoz, uh, Elmer the Fudd, Tubby the Tuba, and once as Miss mm. Phyllis Levine. Was out of the match due to a positive COVID-19 diagnosis. Well, folks... This meant a reliance on one Pablo Mari and Mr. Rob Holdini holding at the back for Arsenal. On the right, Arteta chose to select Mr. Cedric, good-looking Rick Morenes-Saurez. And on the left, the sleeveless cot, Mr. Kieran Tierney. In front of them, a double pivot of Granit Xhaka. Sambi Lokonga and some attacking verve with ESR. Nico Pepe, Bukayo Saka, and Gabriel Martinelli leading the line. It was a lineup that instantly sent the tremors, the buzz, the energy, the magnetic. Gyrations of fear and loathing. You cannot expect to beat Chelsea, the champions of Europe, with a centre-back pairing of Pablo Mari and Rob Holding. Let's dive a little deeper. It was notable that in the game versus the Bees of Brentford, Arsenal started on the front foot, petal to the medal as they were able to sustain a whopping five minutes of pressure on the Brentford London Bees. And to begin this match versus Chelsea, Arsenal started brightly. In fact, they doubled their amount of sustained pressure. Almost tripled it. They were strong in the first 14 as Sambi Lokonga looked up for the moment, folks. I was impressed with Sambi. I have been critical of his experience early on. Today, he was brilliant. We will talk more about that later. In just the second minute of the match, there was a, a shot for Mr. ESR. 
as Arsenal were enthused and entogenic, entogenically energetic, intergalactically. It was a strong, strong 14 minutes. And in the 15th minute, the inevitable struck, stroke, strike, strickety strike home. As Big Rom Rom, Baby Rom Rom, Baby Rom Rom Rom, Baby Rom Rom. Romalu Lukaku, the hundred million pound man, plus some, got off the mark for Chelsea. It was easy peasy as he played the target nine to perfection. The ball was swung out to Mr. James. James had acres of space. Tierney was tucked in. Bizarrely so, he did not pass off his player. It was a mistaken, muddled communication between Tierney and Shaka. As Kieran Tierney sleevelessly went inside, creating a motorway for Mr. James. James's cross was pure and true and found Big Rom, who looked up to the heavens to say thank you for all that I've been through and for bringing it full circle. The proverbial wind had been removed from the sails of Arsenal as it was here we go again, here we go again. Very, very much predictable. Arsenal falling behind to Chelsea early. And in the 35th, things would get worse. As Chelsea tore Arsenal apart, with Mr. Saurez chasing around, pressing like a misguided schoolboy, and Granit Xhaka and Rob Holding tackling like foolish buffoons. Big Rom did a little step over, moved the ball on. It found Reese James, and Mr. Reese made no doubts about his opportunity, lashing the ball home to the left of Burn Leno. It was 2-0 Chelsea in the 35th, with Mr. James having a big contribution with the assist and the goal. I'm Rick James, bitch. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> it was painful. It was expected, but nevertheless painful. Arsenal would work to create a few more chances. With Bukayo Saka and ESR, the main protagonists. But yet again, there was little fruit to be bore. As Arsenal looked lost again, this time at home, and once again stricken by unfortunate circumstances with Mr. Benny Blanco missing. However, one could not think 
That sure would be nice to have, Mr. William. Big Bill Saliba. Right back at home at the Emirates. As Pablo Mari was finding it a challenging task to stick with the Blues of Chelsea. But in the 40th minute, a bit of a flashpoint with the referees as... Bukayo Saka was clattered by... I'm Rick James, bitch. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> it was a brilliant pass from Nico Pepe. Mr. Saka tried to find the inside track on James. The assistant video referee had a look as Aspiliqueta was not begged and looked like a schoolgirl taking a pee. But yet there was no penalty awarded to the displeasure of more than a few Arsenal faithful. It was Arsenal's last genuine foray to find some sort of respectability and claw one back before halftime would strike. But, folks, it would not be the case. And the half came to its conclusion a short while later. There were a few glaring takeaways from this one. The first, credit to the young 21-year-old Belgian, Mr. Sambi Lokonga. Let me say this. Mr. Zombie impressed all of us here at American Arsenology today. He was brave. He was clean. He was well-witted. Today was a day where Zombie Lacongo convinced all of us here at AA that he is the real deal. Stepping up in such a big moment. It was admirable. And more and more, we appreciate the signing. Next. Despite the plaudits and kudos that Mr. Arteta and Mr. Gaspar deserve for unearthing Sambi on the word of Mr. Henri and company. Listen. There is no excuse for not selling Granit Xhaka to Roma for whatever 12 million pounds was offered. If they had used that money and redirected it to, yes, the goals of Brighton, to secure another player, Mr. Ives Pisuma, Arsenal would be on much firmer ground tonight, folks. It boggles the mind that Pisuma is still available. As we said in episode one, there was some sort of a concession for signing Sambi over Bisuma, 21 verse 24. And as previously adulated, Sambi is the real deal. However, so is Ives Bisuma. Think about it. 
We still lack so much strength through the spine of the team. And as the potentially concussed Granite Shaka showed today, he is unsettled. There is something off. It is not the potential ball to head right to the clean fade. No, 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 no. Something is wrong with Shaka. For all his failings, all his deficiencies, separating them, put them in a bucket, put them in a container in your garage. There is something wrong with Shaka. Yes, he has positives, he has negatives. However, he does not look a settled player. It was clear against Brentford. It was clear today, regardless of any ball to shaved, faded head. Thirdly, Gabriel Martinelli started as the nine. And... But perhaps not his own fault. He was a passenger and a ghost. He barely got a kick in the first half. And I mean that literally. <laughs> Literarily and literally. He barely got a fucking kick of the ball. Listen, folks. 79 minutes of football for Gabriel Martinelli. He had 12 touches. I repeat, 79 minutes for the Brazilian wonder kid. 12 touches on the ball. That is alarming. We may have to take steps. We're going to have to take steps. Much to be discussed. There are absences. There are extenuating circumstances. However, there are very obvious truths. second half began with Arsenal trying to muster a sense of respectability with Abukayo Saka shot from the top of the box deflecting off one goofy ass Marcos Alonso it caused Chelsea's keeper Mendy a bit of concern as the ball was quickly redirected and indeed there was one Optimism in the 60th minute. A headed opportunity for Mr. Holdini. Yes, it was a solid knockdown from Pablo Mari into the heart of Chelsea's area. Rob Holding had what can only be described as a free bold header. But as per usual and so often pointed out here at American Arsenology, Mr. Holdini cannot head worth a damn. Holdini missed. And it was one of the biggest chances for Arsenal. A knockdown from Mari to Holding. 
That would have been poetic. However, you must remember holding for being a pleasant man is absolute shite. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but... Uh... Arsenal were looking to take advantage of Mr. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who entered the pitch for one Mr. Bukayo Saka. Yes, Saka was removed, and just three minutes later in the 63rd, it was the Gabonese hitman who had his... First shot on target of the season. It was a breakdown by Arsenal and a rather flustered and flubbed moment in transition that fell to Obama Yang, who could only lash a tame, tame, left-footed effort that Mendy gobbled up like a Thanksgiving treat. I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits, you name it! In the 77th, there were nearly more treats for Romelu Lukaku, as Big Rom was the beneficiary of a brilliant peach of a cross from Mason Mount. Big Rom smashed his header at the Arsenal goal as Rob Holding slapped at his back. But it was a big save from one German Bern Leno. A fantastical save, in fact. Clearly pressure is on Leno as Mr. Aaron Ramsdale is in the stands observing Leno's play. Well, folks, Leno was decent in this one. For both of the goals that were conceded, there is not a lot that Bern Leno could have done. Let me say this in closing on the first half. I don't mind Bern Leno having competition whatsoever. If the price tag is one thing, we overpaid, but perhaps we had to pay the English tax. However, if Leno wants to go, sayonara, Saka. But you've got a contract. And do you want to be number one or do you want to lose your spot to Mr. Ramsdale? I like the move by Arsenal in the sense that it creates competition for a spot that Leno has not had recently. He was the undisputed. What is not often talked about is while Arteta would not guarantee Emmy would be the starter. Bern Leno won the position, or was given it, but with Renner, Renner, as the buffoon of a backup, and then one teddy bear Australian, Matt Ryan, Leno has had very little pressure on him to perform. If he wants a move, he must start performing at a higher level. I think Aaron Ramsdale will help with that. I need somebody Help. Not just anybody Help. You know I need someone Help. There were a few key takeaways from the second half 
First and foremost, yes, Arsenal and Arteta have been unlucky. Perhaps the gods of football have conspired. Whether it was COVID, whether it was registering players late, there are many, many excuses that can be pulled from a hat. Some are valid and some are not. To begin with, the signing of Martin Udegaard. As our listeners will recall, we are not in favor of the permanent signing of Martin Udegaard. It has happened. He is a member of the club. We wish him the best and will support him wholeheartedly. However, Udegaard will make Arsenal better, but it may not matter. What is going on at the back for Arsenal? The four genuine centre-back options available, as previously mentioned, it is a dire situation. Gabriel Magalish, Ben White, the first choice pairing. While they have the potential to synergize and be damn good, it's going to take a long time if it happens. As we have seen, the variables of each next normal in the world we live in require adaptability and a next man up mentality. Today, folks, we saw a next men up of Pablo Mari and Rob Holding. Not good enough. Will many, many, many defenders get bullied by Romelu Lukaku? Yes, of course. Many will. However, it does not matter who Mari and Holding are up against. They are not of the right metal to challenge for top four. We will not go into this over and over ad nauseum. Read about what we've written in the past. So, while the Udegaard signing is valuable and he makes us better, I don't think it's going to matter, given what is happening at the back. And on that note, a second key and primary takeaway. Listen, Arsenal have spent £50 million to improve said defence. Ben White may turn out to be an Arsenal legend, and I hope he does. I have my concerns. First, primarily being I think he's a better right-back than centre-back. Think about it. £50 million and a gaping hole. A hole of leadership and aptitude. Mr. David Luiz, who was not willing to re-enlist with Arteta this season, is gravely missed. You all remember the fanfare on social media when David Luiz left. I can recall very little such said fanfare for another player leaving. Very little. 
Love Louise had not been at the club for long. However, he meant something of significance to that locker room, particularly the back line. If there was some way to lure David Louise out of retirement, his services would be invaluable. As bizarre as it sounds, folks. It would be the biggest transfer coup of the window for Edu Gaspar and Mikel Arteta. A fifth centre-back is needed. Big Bill Saliba is gone. No point in discussing it now. We will need a fifth centre-back. As we saw today, Mr. Tierney is a tough character, but he's small. He gets injured. It happens. Think about it. It's natural. It's life. So you play Shaka there as the fifth centre-back in a pinch? No, that's not ideal. Who then? Mr. Chambers, yes. Well, Mr. Chambers, another six-footer, poor in the air. Not very good on the ball. Not a good option. Perhaps centre-back is more suited to Chambers than him playing as a right-back. I don't think that's such a bad call. Chambers, a better centre-back than right-back. Yes, I think it's true. However, not an option if you want to be challenging for top four places. Arsenal need a fifth centre-back. I think Arteta will be too stubborn to realise this, Tom. Having spent £50 million. And, as we all know, stubbornness can be the death of us. Thank you.